Alrighty, alrighty, folks. Welcome to episode... 11. 11. 11. <laughs> 11 of Waves on the Shore. We're, we're grinding, we're grinding. We're, we're a back bit at it behind in the That's upload weird. schedule, but as far as recording here, goes... Here with me are the usual co-hosts. Uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Jaded. And then we got Evan over Shore. Yeah. Guy. He's alright, I guess. Nice. <laughs> He's okay. What are we talking about, boys? What are we talking about? I disappeared into the abyss, or can you still see me? <laughs> My room is so dark, bro. It's unreal. <laughs> I said, what are we talking about? Evan just walked away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, we're doing a nighttime podcast tonight. We're recording yeah, at 11 p.m., oh, yeah. so we all shut our lights off. We got some nice mood lighting in this episode. I, I don't know if no light counts as mood lighting, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'd also do this and just like get rid of it entirely. True. If I just completely just shut my monitors off, it'll probably go black. All right. All right. Well, today, let's hop into it. Well, today we're going to be covering a couple of things. Give a quick we, rundown. Well, I think uh, first, big, big, big. I mean, I was super excited. I know Tristan was in the, uh, he's in the overcord with us. He's a big Charles Wesley Godwin fan and. He dropped his new album, uh, How the Mighty Fall, just a couple, a week or two ago, I believe. I think it was, and then, yeah, one and a half, not this past Friday, but the Friday before. Yeah, and then we're probably going to maybe touch on the CMI maze a little bit. Just give CMIs, our little, little CMIs. Aussie love. <laughs> uh, and then we'll, uh, we'll uh, hit the Taylor's Red version. Focus. Oh, no, no, Red, Taylor's version. <laughs> Jeez, let me what show you real quick. Taylor's Red. Ver- I was trying to show the Charles yeah, Wesley yeah. Godwin thing. And of course, as per usual, we'll probably do a uh, Bring Your Own. Uh, what are we I'm excited for Bring Your Own album this week. Okay. I have. Okay. okay. Evan's excited. Mine's 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 kind of. I feel like mine's a curveball because mine's a heater. You guys are gonna like mine. I never really. I don't usually listen to, but I've been getting into it. Anyway, we'll get into that later. Mine's a heater. I'm I'm looking forward to this segment. <laughs> um, yeah. Right. So Charles Wesley Godwin, How the Mighty Fall. Yeah, I guess I'll kick it off. Um, so this is an album I was really looking forward to. Obviously, he dropped Seneca in 2019, which friggin' slaps this super rustic, super lonely feeling. Like I feel alone in the mountains when listening to it, even though I'm in like the flattest place on earth. Um, the biggest hills in where I am are like driveways artificially lifted so flooding doesn't happen anyways Hmm. um yeah so then he comes out how the mighty fall in uh which came out like we said about two weeks ago um what were the singles i heard lying low was a pre-release um there was one other but i think i refrained was strong was definitely a single after lying low i refrained from listening to uh the other stuff, which Actually, I don't... Yeah, the, the singles were Temporary Town, Strong, and Lying Low. Yeah, I don't normally refrain from listening to singles. Um, because normally it's on, like, a, a big album that, at least for me, sure. it, like, to talk about it as it's coming out is big. Like, if someone big is putting out an album I, as a YouTuber, I gotta talk about it as it happens. Yeah. So, but this one, um, obviously with a smaller artist, I was like, you know what? I'm going to let it, I heard Lion Low, and then I was like, I'm going to let it hit me all at once, and it hits you all at once. I freaking mm. love it. Um, do I prefer it over Seneca? 
too early to tell. Probably not, maybe. But it's darn close. I like how I'm I like how much this album breathes. Whereas like I'll expand. Whereas Seneca with like the depressing mood of like, you know, a town with a dying economy that's been dead for a long time and just it's all about kind of like trying to find hope in such a dead area, like on hardwood floors where it's like kind of getting any good emotion out of this sad town. You can, I think how the mighty fall, um, where Seneca feels suffocated, which is a, like in a good way, it feels suffocated emotionally. I think how the mighty fall breathes a lot more. I think the storytelling, especially on, just drop my phone. Um, where's my phone? Especially on songs like Jesse. Um, I don't know. I really like it. I think instrumentally, I freaking love it. And especially like my very first listen through of it, I walked around my neighborhood and it was like peak fall when all the colors were changing. And it was the cute little girly visco post I put on the Instagram. That was my first listen through of it. And like, holy frick, did it fit the vibe. And I, I find I've been listening to it um, quite a bit, especially at night when I'm driving. Um, my highlights, I love the story of Jesse. Of course, I thought I had it all figured out. And then Grady posted that one thing of like, um, is the narrator Jesse's, um, is the narrator the person Jesse's now with singing to her ex? Or is it someone completely unaffiliated? So now I don't know. Now I have no clue which, uh, I'm questioning everything I thought I knew about that song. Uh, Needle Fall Down, something about needle songs lately. We got Need Needle by Joe. Now we've got Needle Fall Down by Charles Wesley Godwin. I just think it's an absolute banger. Um, I'm talking a lot, but I'm just trying to get all my thoughts out at no, once. No, it's all good. It's all good. Um, I think vocally, on the topic of Needle Fall Down, I think Charles vocally um, is a lot sharper, a lot bigger on this album. He goes for a lot um, more ambitious notes and melodies, and he hits them spot on. So simply from a performance standpoint... I think um, How the Mighty Fall kind of takes the edge over Seneca there. Um, but Cranes of Potter, really well-written song. Bones, another one of my favorite. Um, someone's going to come in. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, can we keep that in, please? I'll blur out, like, the, I'll blur it. Like, I'll, Go for I'll, it. Go yeah. for it. <laughs> You can blur it and then just start keep it in, honestly. Did he even cold. say anything? No, he just looked at me and like <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um anyways, what I was saying Um I I could rhyme off literally most of the songs here and say, Oh, this was a standout because it it, it is genuinely for me in contention for like you know, running for a high spot in my album ranking of the year. But Lost Without You, uh, I find very catchy. Always stuck in my head. Writing does not disappoint. Production. Um, like I said, it's just personal preference. Do you like the rough edges of Seneca or do you like the polished sparkle? Uh, not necessarily polished sparkle, but the breeze, the cool breeze of How the Mighty Fall. So that's my thoughts on it. I think it's really strong um he f- probably couldn't have followed up seneca in a better way because it's not like he's giving us 
Seneca 2.0. It's not like he's just like giving us the same helping. Um, I say that because I just listened to the Jason Aldean album today and um, back half of it's pretty good, but it's also like nothing he hasn't put out in the last like 10 years. So um, I thought it was a very strong sophomore album. If you are not on Charles Wesley Godwin, I don't know why you're not be on like listen to him he's good <laughs> he's very good uh all right you guys can take center stage now but that's my long-winded thoughts but yeah I, i'm very passionate about this record you mind if i yeah. go and then you, you finish up or do you want to go now? <laughs> uh, i don't mind the other way all right i'll go i'll go all right go um wow i don't really know how to i really first off i just really like this album but for me it's weird and it is too early to say like which one like to compare them at least between Seneca and How the Mighty Fall, but the thing about I've listened to this one at least four times now, um, and I will say that I think it's stronger as a whole album, just like sonically. Like you talked about how it's just more like refined and it just feels like it breathes better, and I I, I agree with that mm-hmm. honestly. Um, it's the, but it's the first five tracks of Seneca that make me love Seneca so much. And that first five track run, I don't know if, well, and that yet to be seen, see how it ages. That first five track is yet to be still yet to be dethroned for me because when mill keep on turning, then Cole, I love cold country. Cold country. Kind of underrated, although it is one of the more popular. It is one of the most played. But, yeah, but I love before it. you say it, Strawberry Queen, and yes, yeah, Strawberry might Queen. be my favorite from Seneca. Seneca Creek is is my favorite. Uh, the 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 title track, Seneca the Creek. I love it. Seneca, um, yeah. But Cold Country and Strawberry Queen are both amazing. Windmill Keep on Turning is good, and so is Hardwood Floors. I'm not gonna lie, Windmill Keep on Turning is one that I've never like. I don't know. I find when I go to Seneca, I honestly just start on Cold Country and go. Mm. but wow wow my thing with seneca is that i love the first five tracks but then i hit shrinks and pills and i'm like i don't hate it um but it's not my favorite i can see that Um, i can definitely see that and and i'm not a huge fan of the last bite either but then sorry for the wait half a heart pour it on i I like the last five tracks i like the first five it's those middle two tracks that i'm just not a huge fan of i don't think they're Mm -hmm. bad it's not my there's something about them yeah, I think. But how the mighty fall? I guess I should talk more about how the mighty fall. Yeah, the album about. that actually came out. Yeah, uh, it's hard for me to. I need to listen. I just need to keep listening to it because I really like it. Uh, the opener over yonder, I just really think is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I remember liking Jesse a lot. Um, I like the sound of Gaswell. Yeah. Just instrumentally. There's a lot more like. And Crazy Potter. Cranes of Potter is really good. I can't forget that. I really like Cranes of Potter. There's a lot more... um, I think... How do I say this right? In terms of, like, full band stuff, I think Mm -hmm. How the Mighty Fall is a little more, like, colorful. It feels just more full. Yeah, it's, it's more filled the space. Whereas, almost like... And hear me out here. Because it's a really out there comparison. So let me expand. Seneca to me reads like Igor by Tyler the Creator. 
Whereas How the Mighty Fall is like his call me if you get lost. Allow me to expand. Right, Igor. <laughs> Igor is this like abstract thing that I have not gotten into as much as like people always praise Igor as like I'm sorry, I just haven't gotten into it, but it's like sharp synths, heavy drums, and like sharp percussion. And it's like these few rough elements come together to make the album. Whereas, which where I draw the Seneca comparison is that Seneca is like some dusty guitars, some stomping percussion, some rough vocals, some like a very a very minimal, rough but effective palette that comes together to make the album. Whereas, How the Mighty Fall features a lot more full that's the right word full instrumentation it fills the space with the variety <coughs> there's a lot of fiddle a lot of steel um some more electric guitar um and like i said i just think charles uses his voice as an instrument more on this one whereas seneca it's like the storyteller where i find how the mighty fall he really lets it go um yeah. especially on songs uh like jesse and needle fall down I dropped my phone again. I caught it though. That was freaking awesome. No look catch. <laughs> All uh, right. Yeah. Jaded. The floor is yours. So Jaded. I didn't like it. Um, <laughs> I thought it was garbage. I really no. hated it. <laughs> Here it comes. Yeah, honestly, this one was pretty disappointing. Uh, not enough <laughs> yeah. pressing. It's like weird. <laughs> Uh, bro, we're like, too much on Jaded. Confused and like, no, no, not enough of that. <laughs> I need more economic failure. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I edit this podcast for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so real quick, I always show a knee reveal. <laughs> I just realized my knee is in shot. Show me them caps, boy. Bro, these these knees, knees are trash. These are the knees of a seventy-year-old man. I've had so many issues with these already. Right, Jake, that's actually <laughs> okay. Charles Wesley Godwin, Jaded's thoughts. Whoa, are we not getting Jared's knee reveal? Come on, Jared, pull up. Here we go. That is one fine uh, knee. That's a good eight out of ten. I'm not gonna lie. I think that might be the best knee on the pod. So Harry, you could braid it. <laughs> start talking about the album <laughs> wait there's an album we're supposed to be talking about what <laughs> okay charles wesley godwin how the mighty fall i like it all right I, I the first time i listened to this album i i was doing my usual listening to apple routine which is walking up and down the driveway in the dark Except this time it wasn't in the dark. It was like. Do you have a long midday. driveway? I have a long driveway, yeah. Okay, I was going to say, it, like, I have a very short driveway. I have, like, a, you can fit one, like, two cars, one behind the other. Like, yeah, no, I was just like. <laughs> to walk up and down that for 50 minutes is long. <laughs> just back and forth. <laughs> no, nah, I probably have, like, a. It's a pretty, it, it's a pretty long driveway. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, you. anyway, it's not, it's not like a. It's not like a mountain driveway. We live on a mountain, but it's not like one of those, those, those driveways that like, 
just kind of go up into nothing. You don't really know where they're going, they, and you don't really know if they're a gravel road or just a driveway. I don't know if y'all have those in Canada. But yep. Oh, I know. Things. There's actually quite a few really close to me. Okay. <laughs> okay. But anyway, so the first time I listened to this album, I loved it. I got so in the mood. I was really feeling it. And like, you know, you look around, you see the leaves changing colors. It's just, you're just feeling it. However, that's if you're not in the right headspace, if you're not in the right mood, you're not going to enjoy this album as much. Because like you got to get, I got immersed into this into this album. All right, I was knee deep, and I'm not I'm not four foot ten like Jaren is. <laughs> me me being knee deep beats. <laughs> five five gang represent yeah yeah short kings unite hey short kings get in the comments attack attack no one gets in the comments imagine that just people actively avoid i'll I'll turn comments off on this video that's what i'll do so no one can unite (laughs) continue continue i'm hurt what was the last thing i said you're talking about oh, was, getting immersed. I was in knee- it. Yeah, no, I was knee deep in this album. I I wasn't thinking about anything other than this album, and this album is really good at that. If you're in the right headspace and you, this isn't an album that you like just kind of put on while you're like what cleaning your room. Because I tried to do that today. Actually, I was cleaning my room. I tried to put it on, get another listen, and I wasn't as into it. But if you're if you're feeling them fall vibes, then yeah, put it on. It's it's fantastic for that. Yeah, that great cover. lyricism. Yeah, great the lyricism overall. Great lyricism overall, and I know it's very subjective, but I really like Charles Wesley Godwin's voice. But yeah, those are my thoughts. I what definitely agree to love it a lot more on this album. But I think Evan, you. What do you think of the album art? I want to know. Me? Yeah, because you're the album art snob i kind of vibe with it honestly i especially with how much it fits the sound of the album and i, I mean, want to love the fall look of it yeah and i want to touch on what jaded said because i think um kind i i agree with it fully and it's kind of like where i just happened that my first listen through was in the perfect like atmosphere like i'm just walking around a massive empty field surrounded by orange trees and it was like awkwardly warm too, so I was like just chilling completely, and it hits so hard when you're in that mood. And even then, like I find driving around at night, like if I'm driving somewhere and it's dark out, putting this album on also really freaking slaps. But walking through the halls of school, or like doing work, like you said, it doesn't hit the same. But when you get the right environment to listen to it not many will hit harder yeah i agree fully for sure so it's just just a a really vibey album you know it is it's like how i'm not going to be listening to like thought i could get an example off the top of my head wow my brain failed me (laughs) Uh, i like how you went into that with full confidence you're like it's like i thought i'd be able to grab something out but dang man just i have failed <laughs> i've completely failed hold on no no, no. not surprised 
Quite just ranking. scrolling through his Spotify now, trying to find my Apple Music. Movie. Remember, I'm a bad person. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, hmm. hmm. It's like how I'm not gonna listen to 24 Karat Magic by Bruno Mars when I'm trying to be <laughs> sad. Yeah. And the reason I bring that up is because Silk Sonic just dropped the album of the year. They did. I Actually, Billy Currington did, but it's okay. You, <laughs> you know, Jameson Rogers did. It's, it's bro, the did y'all hear that Clay album. Walker, though? Anyways, <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, if this wasn't a... If I was not a country music YouTuber, I would probably have, like, 55, 75 videos dedicated to Silk Sonic by now. Um, but that is a discussion for another time. Well, so... Man. Taylor Swift. You might know who she is. Um, I didn't realize how friggin' big she was. She has 180-something million followers on Instagram. What? Uh, she is very she big. Is. I did not... I don't know what world I've been living in, but I... Taylor Swift didn't realize always how, been massive. I just didn't realize like how frickin' everywhere she is. Anyways, um, she made a bunch of music when she was younger. She was with a label. She grew up, she said, frick you, and the label said, okay, we still have the rights to your music. So she said, mega frick you, I'm just going to re-record it and make it better. And so that's what she's done. She did Fearless earlier this year, which I thought was really well done. Mm -hmm. And she's added some vault songs. Um, Mr. Perfectly Fine being the certified hood classic of the Fearless, uh, of the Fearless vault songs. And now she's back with Red. She's come at us with Taylor's she's version of Red. She's she's done some things. And first things first, haven't gotten all the way through it yet. You want to know why? Because it's two hours it, and 11 minutes. Yeah, well, it's what? 30 tracks long, and the last track is the 10-minute version of All Too Well. And then uh, the, like, 20-second message from Taylor, where she's just like, these are the 30 tracks that were meant to be on Red. I love you. It, and it's like, that, that's all it I is. I don't see that. Is that on app? Is that like a separate, is that its own track? Yeah, 31. That's not, that doesn't exist on Spotify. Wait, what? Red resembled a heartbroken person. It was all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't exist. That's interesting. I have no idea. That's interesting. Well, not on Spotify. yeah, brother. Well, I tell you what though, real quick. My thing's yeah, not going to be able to focus. It's not there on Spotify, too. Cool. Um, Apple's better in this regard. But, Is oh my gosh. The second thing that I would get annoyed that it exists there. <laughs> the I, I don't know. I honestly am glad that it's not there. Yeah, I, I'm not it doesn't add anything. Like but yeah. the titles, just like from a visual standpoint, when you click on this album, first of oh, all, like, it's not good. I wish I could focus on this. But it's like, Red, brackets, Taylor's version, brackets, plus a message from Taylor. And then all the songs, they're like, State of Grace, Taylor's version. Red, Taylor's Sorry, version. And then you like... Nothing new, brackets, featuring Phoebe Bridgers, brackets, brackets, Taylor's version, brackets, brackets, from the... Vault. Or from whatever. the vault, brackets. It's like, bro, you... What? What's this, bro? Like... So I don't even know any, like, the only reason I know Chris Stapleton and Phoebe Bridges are on the album is because I've been told. 
Like, I haven't got to their songs yet. Like I said, I've only gotten, like, just about halfway through. I actually haven't either, but I've heard people talking about... uh, I have too, but it's just, like... It's just intimidating. My only... Here's the thing, right? Um, Red's kind of... At least Red Taylor's version is kind of all over the place. How you go instrumentally. Because you'll go from, like, all too well in between I Knew You Were Trouble and 22. Yeah. Um, So, my... We just I have like I said we both of us have not listened all the way through this but I've heard no. clips of the song with Chris Stapleton. It's like charting and stuff. And the clip that I heard sounded like it would be from like Evermore or like just not from Red. I definitely think like at the same time. But I also haven't heard this whole song. But at the same time, it's her vision. So like. Whatever you do, you Taylor. <laughs> I'm not saying it sounded bad. I'm just like it does seem a little messy. But I need to actually listen to more of it. But there's there's two songs. I've actually only listened to two of the songs on on this specifically because Red is one of my favorite Taylor Swift albums. Um, and that's mostly because actually I just realized there is one song that I didn't listen to that I went to and I forgot. Anyway. I'll get into that, but my, the two songs that I just sought out immediately, uh, once I got the chance, like, two or three days ago, the first song I listened to was The Last Time, featuring Gary Lightbody, who is coincidentally the lead singer of Snow Patrol, who I talked about, like, two episodes ago, I think, I don't know if you guys remember that, but, because I brought a Snow Patrol album to the... For uh, what are we listening to? I do recall. It's one of my favorite Taylor Swift uh, songs of all time. The Last Time featuring Gary Lightbody. I love it so much. I think some people aren't the biggest fan, but it's one of my favorites. And then, and then, of course, Everything Has Changed featuring Ed Sheeran. Those are like my two. Those have always been my favorites from Red. The, only, the two duets. I love them. Yeah. And then Stay, Stay, Stay is like my favorite song on red that isn't a duet, but I haven't listened to Taylor's version. So I don't have any thoughts, but <laughs> I love the Taylor's versions of these songs. The, the vocals are very obviously <laughs> redone and it just kind of adds more to the song. I guess it just sounds better. My, oh my, am I about to make an enemy? Do you hate every, uh, the last time? <laughs> No. You hate it? Um, I was going to say, until you, uh, once I got the chance, I was going to say this, and then you kind of said a very conflicting argument or statement. Oh. Um, okay. Of the songs, I've gotten... Um, I don't... Maybe I haven't gotten to the last time. I'm looking at the track list. But at the moment, like they're redone versions. I kind of vibe with it. Vocals, I think, are a bit better just because Taylor's voice, I think, has aged really well. Um, the only strong feeling I have, positive or negative, is I hate Stay, Stay, Stay. I haven't, so, but I haven't listened to the redone version yet. Doesn't so matter, I, bro. I hate that song. You hate it no matter what. And, like, the Taylor's version, bro. Why do you, why do you hate it? Look, first of all, I I'm going to be very honest with you. I forget like how different white girl song. I forget how different the original is because the 
torture that is Taylor's version of it is just stuck in my face. Um, it sounds, bro, it sounds like, stay, 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 Taylor's version, sounds like the backing track to the most obnoxious cruise commercial, where it's just slow motion (laughs) footage of everyone having a good time with, like, Mickey Mouse on a water slide, and then not a single line, this has always bugged me, not a single line in that chorus rhymes, she just repeats it. Let me pull up these lyrics to you, right? This, like, actively bugs me. Like, I, I, it bugs me, bro. Like, stay, stay, stay. I've been loving you for quite some time, time, time. You think that it's funny when I'm mad, mad, mad. But I think it's best if we both stay. Shut up. Shut up. I'm listening to that. And I'm like, bro, like, I'm driving my car, right? And I was listening to this, and I was like... Give me a telephone pole to just veer into at the moment. Dang. Like, this song makes me so happy. No, it does not make me happy. It makes me like... I'm not even kidding. Bro, I'm sorry I'm ripping into it so much, but like, it makes me sad to exist. Like, I'm just trying... I'm struggling to... <laughs> what about... Is it just the lyrics? It's just... It's... I find it like... And I get the like childish energy of it. It's supposed to be, like, infatuation. Like, it's the infat... I know, and I can appreciate some songs like that, but this one just... It bugs me. I find it just obnoxious. And the lyrics don't help their cause. Okay. Maybe if I listen... I've always loved it. Maybe if I put myself through capital torture more times, I'll be able to respect it. I'm listening to the redone version right now, and it's good, so... No, it's not. (laughs) Yes, he said. He said, straight face, sunglasses. He goes, no, it's not. It sucks. Um... <laughs> wow, the fact that you hate it that much, bro. It's just it. It's one of those songs that just bugs me. And like, you know, wow. I I have okay my reasons as to why I dislike it, but I also think it's a matter of just some songs just like click with you, and this is one of those ones that's the opposite. It just anti-clicks with me it's just there's a laugh at the end of the original version of stay did she redo it do you know she laughs at the at the end of the original track i think she still i don't quote me on that i'm not gonna lie i'm almost to the end i haven't gone back to (laughs) to the song after but (laughs) (laughs) all right all right all right fine what do you think of the duets though i'm curious because i love those like I said, I haven't you, got you, that far. Have you far. actually heard them? I haven't got that far into them. Okay, um, then don't worry about it. I've only done, like, I thought I got, like, halfway. Looking at it, I've only got, like, a third if of the way you're through. Like, if you tell me everything has changed and the last time are both bad, then you should stop. No, I probably won't. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And I also, the one thing I realized, like, through these um, Taylor's versions of Fearless and Red is like Taylor is one of those people that like um once I got my hands on like Apple Music and stuff and like streaming where I can listen to whatever I want like in the last like 4 or 5 years whatever Taylor's never been one of those people that I've necessarily like listened to all her albums it's not like I had a Taylor Swift CD growing up sure. um and so even from like just recency bias or just the fact that they were kind of almost 
the first albums that I went front to back with her is like Lover, Folklore, Evermore. Um, so I've kind of cleaned to that sound. But like going back through these Taylor's versions, it's such a nostalgia hit because I realize how many like songs she has that were just on the radio constantly. Yeah. Like I hear We Are Never Getting Back to that we are never we are (laughs) we are never ever getting back together and it's like i haven't heard that song in like seven years and i know every word and i'm just screaming along to it in the car like a freaking child and it's just that's one thing i've learned with since these tailored versions have kind of like inspired me to like go back and listen to her old stuff and i just it's such a nostalgia hit and it's just like holy frick i forgot this song existed but I can still remember every single line of this song. Mm-hmm. And so that, that I think is kind of cool. So yeah. yeah, I look forward to getting through the rest of this. Um, I haven't got to the 10 minute of All Too Well yet because I want to give that like yeah. a proper listen. Wait, whereas most of the of listens. All Too well. Yeah. I haven't listened to Taylor's version, but the original version was one of, is one of my favorite. For a very long time, it was just one of my favorite songs of all time when I was a lot younger. I love that song. So like, what did you like? What just what do you think of all too well? Like, I'm um, just in general, not not even specifically Taylor's version. I'm just curious. In general, so flashback to March, maybe, um, sometime earlier this year, I did a breakup video with Cyrus of like some of the best breakup songs, and he had all too well as like number one undisputed. Don't question me. And I was like, huh. hey, it's, it's your video, so I'm I'm not going to. Um, I, <laughs> you did a breakup video with Cyrus? Like a vlog? Um, we broke up. Dramatic. I, not clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> we broke up. Oh, um, my goodness. Anyways, I, uh, I listened to it, right? And um, I had heard it before, but, like, not in a while. And I went back to it, and I was like, yeah, it's pretty strong, but I didn't necessarily see where the, like, this is the best breakup song ever came from. And, uh, but now, like, that I've listened to, I've listened to it more since, and especially with this uh, new version of Red, I've gone back, not the 10 minute yet, but the, um, whatever, like, six minute or five minute. Um, That one I've gone back to a few times, and... It, it, I'm starting to see more of like how it's a cut yeah. above the rest. It's so freaking powerful, and especially like every time I listen, I pick up on another like little lyric that I like. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think Taylor's music is a lot of Taylor's music. Uh, I have to give a few listens, and then I'll start picking up on different things that make me enjoy it even more. Most evidently, with her 2020 album Folklore. Which I'm actually doing a school project on, fun fact. Um, oh. Which I might end up posting on the channel. I probably will end up posting on the channel because I think it's kind of cool. Um, it's in ComTech, com which is like communication tech. Which like I'm doing motion graphics. So just kind of like animation stuff. And I needed something to talk about to animate. So I chose to do an analysis on her album. Because Folklore has like... There's so many things you can connect there. And I loved it when it came out, but it, it's actually, like, grown grown on me to the point where if I want to talk, like, top ten albums for me, ever, it, it's, like, 
looking at an honorable mention. So anyways, yeah, Taylor's music is, um, it grows on me. It really does. Uh, but stay, stay, stay won't. It won't grow on me. <laughs> it, it might, part of it might be nostalgia for me, but I, I still... and that that's fair, and I can't argue. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. The critic in me, is, the lyrics aren't like that deep, but at the same time, it's just a fun song that just kind of makes me happy. Yeah, and like that's the thing is, so I don't want to be like the, I don't want to be the fun police and say, hmm, well the writing sucks and this part of it's kind of childish. Like, you know, I'm gonna give this a Fantano, not good. Like, but I don't want to be the fun police, but just even like from an enjoyment standpoint, listening to it, it's too happy for me. It's uh-huh. too bubbly. And I'm just there like, it's not it. It's just not it. Right, Shut we'll up. Probably wrap it up because Jaded is currently dying. Because <laughs> tired of us talking about Taylor Swift. CMA awards. Yeah. Why don't we do CMAs? And then they we'll happen. CMA awards. We'll bring our albums we've been listening to. So they occurred. Cool. CMAs. I, I, I did look at the winners. I should actually probably pull that article back up. 54th? 55th? I think it was the 55th? Uh, um, what was it? 55th Annual Country Music Association Awards. They happened. They went down. Things happened. People won the yeah. awards. People were nominated. People complained as people do because it's an award mm-hmm. show and the winner is never allowed to be um whoever is chosen to be winner is not allowed to be content you're not allowed to like the winner um because that's just how award shows work if here, even if your favorite even if the person you're rooting for wins you have yeah. to argue it everything has to be an argument with award shows i think I think we should start by just kind of discussing, and you talked about this in your CMA video that you posted about a, like a week ago or whatever. Um, I think, like, I honestly could have seen... Oh, it's the third time I've dropped my phone. <laughs> oh, no. Nah, I could have seen any of these albums, Wayne, honestly. Um, yeah. Honestly, and I'm a Big Brothers Osborne fan, so I kind of if I'm, am always in their corner, and I know... In your video, you said that it, you're not sure if the album is like as high as the other one, which is fine. Um, but I honestly, I love that album. So if it had won, I would have been extremely happy. Um, yeah. But I'm also a big rock guy, so that's where that comes yeah. from. It is. It is. Don't get me wrong. It is a very strong album, and I I think Brothers Osborne are also just like a really easy duo to root for too. They're just such genuine guys, mm-hmm. um, and especially TJ's had a pretty cool year coming out and all that jazz big respect Mm -hmm. so really easy like to root for those guys um and it is a very strong album but just looking at the nominations oh sure um, also all every other album is also is very good so it's like if i had to the thing is what i think yeah i wouldn't yeah i wouldn't be up in arms if like um brothers osborne won but yeah. if I had to like expend so, one from the list, it would probably be that one. Yeah, I wouldn't be up in arms, but I, but I like I wouldn't be up in arms like I was in 2019, bro. Like you <laughs> talked about this in your video, but it makes me so upset. Oh, bro, like, like that category reeked. It desperate reeked. Man. My desperate friend man, uses this term. Bro, my friend uses this term. Girl and cry pretty and. What is it? The Dan and I don't even remember the Dan name. And Dan Shay. and Shay. 
and then there's I like oh it was Center Point Road. Like are you kidding me? Bro, like, hold on. Like, like it hurts me. It hurts that Desperate Man didn't win. Like that was easy. Like it been easy. my friend uses this term all the time and it's hilarious. But you look at the 2019 nominations. That category hoons. It's a hooner. It reeks in every regard. It's a hooner? Yep. I don't know where it comes from, but he's just like, if if we're playing games and stuff and he messes up, he's like, oh, I've had a hooner. Um, <laughs> I don't know where it comes from, but it's awesome. Jaden, are you still alive? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, bro. <laughs> Look at this. It's a crime. I know yeah. Jaren already said it, but I'm going to reiterate it because it's that much of a crime. Center yeah, point. What? There's an intruder in Jaren's house. What? <laughs> Did you not see that, Evan? See what? No. My roommate's on the couch. The, what do you. The, the light just turned on it and the, the side. Oh, it's the portal. <laughs> I get it's it. The um, center point rope. Thomas Rhett. Look, is bad. There were some fun moments. There were some cool songs on there. But let's take a step back. Wasn't great. Dan and Shay. Dan and Shay. Self-titled album. What? Come on now. Can we name? A single song from that album that wasn't a single. Can the people that voted it album of the year name a single song that isn't speechless from that album? Or Tequila? No, they can't. You've never heard Make or Break. Island Time. No one's, no one's ever heard these songs. Island you want to know why? Because uh, it hoons. Me, it hoons. Why. I'm actually curious. So... Desperate Man came out in 2018, but I think it was, like, late November, so it was, like, yeah. after the CMAs. Yeah. Uh, and that happened, so it was up for nomination for the 2019 ones. Um, I'm wondering, Port, Port, Port St. Joe by Brothers Osborne came out also in 2018, but I'm not but sure when. When was that? Because if that... If it wasn't nominated, bro. <laughs> that wasn't nominated... If this is after October, we're going to have more issues than I thought. While he does that, Cry Pretty, Carrie Underwood. Okay, okay. It came out in April. So okay, fair. I can't get upset. Like, Cry Pretty by Carrie It's just, look, some of those songs had some cool energy. But let, again, similar to Thomas Rhett, let's take a step back. Not that good. It's, Girl it was, it was a, by Marin Morris. Whoo! Where is it? Um, because I literally need to look it up. Again, can the people that voted Girl Album of the Year name a song that isn't The Bones? No, they can't. Okay, I can't name a single song. Right? It's just. And then Desperate Man. You're going to throw Desperate... First of all, it's disgraceful to even put things like Dan and Shay's self-titled Cry Pretty 
center point rule. To to say that Desperate Man is in contention against those is a disgrace. Well, say that those contend with Desperate Man, I think is a better way to... And then, to have Desperate Man not win? Ah! And like, bro, and I know, like, obviously we are all, like, Eric Church fans. And so you would say, oh, of course you want Desperate Man to win, it's Eric Church. We're not biased, we just don't like bad music. (laughs) (laughs) Clip that. Clip that. That is one of the best things that have ever been said. We just just don't like bad music. (laughs) That's one of the greatest things to ever be said on this podcast. Oh my gosh. We should actually talk about these CMAs. Yeah, let's get to 2021. Because it was better this year. I thought the nominations were quite good. Especially for mainstream. I'm really happy that Carly Pierce won her uh, female vocalist. Bro, and when uh, she's like crying, receiving it, we'll everyone's Mel heart Rini melted. One, two, but they were like not announced during the show. It was weird. It was like what? one of the awards that gets announced like before the actual show. Oh wait, it was for, like the musical event. Cause, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a musical event with Kenny Chesney, and then also I think she got the best music video too. Imagine that winning two awards and they're both the ones that don't get presented on the show. Yeah, but actually, after she won that, I was like, wow, I just realized I haven't seen the music video for Half of My Hometown. So I went and watched it, and I actually really liked it. And Half of My Hometown is a... a I'll check it out. I thought it was quite good. The Kelsey album, like, hear me out. For Pop Country, I thought the Kelsey album was quite good. I actually kind of need to... I haven't gotten around to it. I haven't... Like, I I haven't listened to it in a while. Um, I vividly remember my first time listening to it though um because it was first covid lockdown when the world had gone to trash and it was like april uh maybe may i forget when the album came out it was hot out and i was just lying on our trampoline listening to this album from my phone speaker and i was like dang i kind of messed with this like as far as pop country goes i thought her um the way she blended them was really cool. Yeah. I think she got the girl energy just right. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was good. That was good. Yo, Evan, I just looked up the track list for Kelsey, and at the first, at the top, the first song is "Overshare," but I thought it said "Overshore," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> I'm just that big. Before yeah. the channel was even a thing, Kelsey Ballerini was naming songs after me. <laughs> is there a song named "Overshore"? I'm sure there is. Why? What else happened? What else happened? Oh, Luke Combs got Entertainer of the Year. Overshare. There is. Colton Ford. Um. I'm gonna DM him. I'm gonna buy the rights to that song. Did is Garth Brooks still like? Because he took himself out of the running last year, right? For Entertainer of the Year. Who is? Who is Garth Brooks? (laughs) Is he real? Bro, that guy. He's kind of like the Kanye. Oh, country music. <laughs> Where it's just like... It's just, the, he's the redneck Kanye. Garth, you do your thing. You can take yourself off streaming services if that's what makes you happy. You can try and run your own online streaming service thinking you're going to overtake Apple and Spotify. You can run... The, which, like... Come on now. Yeah, like... He's a bit weird. 
And it's like the thing is, right? I don't have the full I don't have the full appreciation for Garth's discography. I don't. I don't either. Because like I didn't, up, I didn't really grow up with him. Yeah, and here's the thing, right? My songs, he was like my dad's generation. Um and he had a bunch of his CDs. But even then, Garth, not the greatest person, right? You know, obviously was married with kids and then decided, you know what? I'm going to completely abandon all of you for Trisha Yearwood. Um, oh, I didn't gonna... actually realize that was a... Yeah, he was like married with kids and then he just cheated with Trisha Yearwood on tour or something. And so, I believe anyways, I think that's how it went. And um, anyway, so then my dad lost a lot of respect for Garth Brooks. Rightfully so. He would, someone doing that would lose a lot of my respect. So my dad just like never really played Garth Brooks around me when I was younger. And even then, it's like, how else, how would I find his music if he's not going to put it on streaming services? I'm not paying 15 bucks or whatever his crappy, sketchy thing costs a month just to listen to Garth Brooks and two other artists that joined him. Um, so yeah, I don't have the full appreciation for his music. I just see him as a guy who sounds like he made some phenomenal music. I've heard like, I've heard some songs of his, um, like Frick Me, The Dance, and I'm completely blanking on one. I can hear it. Um, oh, good grief. What is it? The Thunder Rolls. Banger. Um, bit awkward considering how he essentially did what the song is about. Uh, so now I just see him as a bit of a weird guy. I'm sorry. So I don't know what the whole Garth Brooks situation yeah, it's weird. is. Like. I actually looked up about his whole relationship stuff and it's it doesn't seem... I don't know. I couldn't find... It didn't seem... There were like different conflicting things and I was like, I don't know. It seems like a lot of it's kind of like not solid, but whatever. We don't need to talk about his love life because I don't care about Darth... I said Darth Brooks. <laughs> Garth Vader and Darth Brooks. Bring it back. But yeah. I don't even know if what bring I said is entirely true, but like, I wasn't played Garth Brooks as a kid. I can't listen to him now. How would I have the appreciation for his music? Now I just see him as a weird dude who pulls his music from streaming services and stuff. Um, but we're still practically yet to talk about the CMAs this year. Frick me, my neck hurts. We're an hour into this. So. Oh. All right. Wow. Um, Hold on. I, I got to crack my CMAs were pretty, pretty good this year. Yeah, I... a lot better than usual. Yeah. For sure. Honestly. I feel like I feel like Luke Holmes being entertaining. I need to watch the other performances because I actually haven't yet. Oh, and I Luke Holmes either. dropped that one new single, right? I did listen to that. Oh, um, uh, yeah. The, if I weren't doing this. Yeah. What did I miss? Talking about Luke Holmes. All right. We're, yes. We were, we were just talking about how he dropped that single, and we were talking about perform. I haven't watched any of like the performances yet. I've, I've only that, seen like, a good Chris Stapleton one. I haven't watched it. Yet. I've only seen Chris Stapleton's. Okay. And it friggin' rocks, bro. He's got the live strings in the back. Yeah. It friggin' when he slaps. Played, when he played "Starting Over" at the CMAs last year, I loved that. Just just him and his wife with the acoustic. I loved it. It was great. All right. Well, I mean. We pretty much said. I mean, there, well, this one, this CMA's, this CMA this year, CMA Awards this year were like, I don't know. I mean, to me, they were 
nothing really to complain about for me. That's where I'm at. Like, yeah, it was actually kind of good. Performances, <laughs> the ones the I've seen. Didn't FGL perform? I don't know. I've only seen Chris Stapleton's, and I've seen like clips and bits and pieces of others. Seemed pretty good. Crowd energy seemed pretty cool. Nominations were much better this year. Like, look, as far as a mainstream country music award show goes, yeah, I think it did its job. I think it did it much better than it has in the past. And look, if you want to sit there and say Sturgill Simpson wasn't nominated for Tyler, that eh, Zach Bryan didn't, eh. Eh. They're not ma- they're not mainstream, okay? That's not the people that was the CMAs. Impression of me. That was, that was me. <laughs> the CMAs like look the as, Do I think that someone like Zach Bryan is a better new artist than someone like Jimmy Allen? Oh yeah. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yes. Um <laughs> Yes, I do, obviously. Do Jimmy I Jimmy think... Allen wins every time. <laughs> every, every time. Every time. Um I mean, have you heard... Oh, crap. I can't ever remember the Betty, names of his songs. Betty or James Be- or whatever? Betty, Sweet, Be- like, Sweet Betty James or whatever. I couldn't name you a I've single. I've seen him alive. I couldn't name you Yeah, look. Like, those people like Zach Bryan, Sturgill Simpson, Tyler Jones, <laughs> that whole indie scene, no, they're not going to get nominated for a CMA. The CMAs are, like, mainstream radio stuff. But as far as that, like, as far as that... um. Why am I blanking? Not area. Um, not category. As far as that scene goes, I think it was pretty well done. I think the nominations were solid. And yeah, and we got a new Luke Combs song out of it that was pretty freaking good. So what yeah, more to ask? A- Actually, I know, what, I know what's more to ask. My boys, the Gator boys, they're still not winning vocal group of the year. The like Gator boys? Midland. Oh yeah, well Midland never gets love at the CM love. I know. Love, love at the CMA. You're gonna tell me Old Dominion won again? Though. When has Old Dominion not won award won an award yeah, they were nominated for? Like Midland put out like uh There's literally no clue who Midland is. <laughs> the they put out the Sonic Ranch, right? Old recordings. Then they put out the Last Resort, which friggin' rocked, bro. Yeah. They're yeah. old stuff. Before they were even called Midland, was better vocal work than anything Old Dominion's done. Well, that's you're a little gonna, far. Some gonna, people do is incredible. You're gonna, you're, gonna, but you're gonna make some of the Old Dominion stands in the overcourt. They have a very stuff. dedicated fan base. No, they Old do. Dominion, like, I will always listen to Old Dominion when they come I out. I think Gunner is a big Old um, Dominion guy. I think he loves them. More love to Gunner than I like. I don't hate him, uh, but Old I Dominion like for me, more, so. yeah, Old Dominion for me is like healthy background music. Um, mm-hmm. but as far as anything past that, the only song of theirs I really go back to uh, is "Some People Do," which is incredible. I love playing it on the piano. And shoe shopping is a good song by them. It's not a single. Have you ever heard it? I have. Oh. I can't exactly remember how it goes, but I know I've heard it. It's it's a it's a, it's a pretty decent song. My one, my buddy Zach, who uh, make music with, uh, he showed it to me. It's a pretty good song. Yeah. All right. Well, do we want to go ahead and get into? Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and what, what are we listening steamroll. To? 
for whatever we're listening to. Jay, did you want to go first? Uh, yeah, sure. Go for it. All right. So today I'm bringing not an album. I'm actually bringing a song. And bending the rules, I see. Hey, when we started this, we said we could just bring songs. We did. We did. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> we did. I'm going to. I'm going to. That's what's about to happen. It better be an amazing I, song. I think you'll be happy with it, though, for yeah. sure. All right. Can you guess what album it's on? It's going to be one I just recently mentioned. I'm thinking it's something Midland. No, because you boycott Midland on the podcast because I like it. <laughs> I don't know. Old Dominion. I should switch the album I'm bringing and bring to Neil Town's Christmas EP just to spite Jaded because he doesn't like Christmas music. But honestly, (laughs) real talk, it's a good EP. What is it, I'll get to it. What is it? (laughs) So, here, I'll see if I'll mention the name. I'll mention the name. I'll mention the name, and I'll see if you if you know. Train Tracks. It's Train by Ocean. Pierce Eden. Oh, it's by oh Pierce wait. Eden. Overshore. Oh, it is. You you recommended me this album. It's off of his self-titled. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it friggin' is. <laughs> I'm stupid. Just to be clear, for you, Overshore, I love the album. Most of the albums, there's some songs I don't like. I'm not a big, uh, not a big champagne fan. But... <laughs> but train tracks god train tracks i love this song are are you familiar with it overshore like do you know what song specifically i'm talking about i do for the most part i am semi-familiar okay well it's the one that i keep coming back to it's it's gut-wrenching i absorb the song it's it really captures like a sense of madness in it just like a sense of heartbroken madness. And I just get, I, I've i listened to it a whole lot. It's on two of my playlists now. It's the one that I keep coming back to for sure. And yeah, it's, it's just, I, I just came to thank you, Overshore, for, <laughs> for introducing me. All hail King Pierce, George. What can I say? His voice is just incredible. Tell my mom that. <laughs> Um, I will. I'll, I'll 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 tell her tonight. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Classic. I I did put it on a platter for you. Um, cool. Jaron, do you want to go or me? I can go. I don't All know. right. All right. So this one is. I actually. I was probably gonna bring a different album, but then like four days ago, I was like, you know what? I want to. For some reason, I was just like, I had given this album a shot, like. Like six months ago, maybe I don't remember when. Whenever, like when it first came out, I don't remember exactly when, but it came out earlier this year. It's a. Uh, uh, I feel like Evan might have heard of this band, uh, Surfaces. Yep. Yes. Okay. Their newest album, uh, Pacifico. This is out there. I've. I've been. This is not music I normally listen to. No. But. <laughs> I've gotten big into it. Like, really big into it. And I love, I just love the chill vibes. I don't, like, read into the lyrics. It's not about the lyrics when you listen surfaces to Surfaces ain't it, like, if you're going deeper than the surface. Yeah. Yeah. Like what I did wrong. there? Surfaces? Yeah. I do actually like what you yeah. did there. So, I, 
I started coming back to this because I was just kind of, I just needed some chill stuff. I needed chill vibes. So I, I, I put this, I spun this record, bro. I just really like it. It's all of it. I, I, it prompted me to make a, a playlist called Ope I'm Chillin'. <laughs> <laughs> and so now I'm adding like super, like, I've got a couple Cal- Khaled, Khaled, Khalid, Khalid, I don't know. I think Khaled it's Khalid, song. but I will forever Khalid? say Khaled because I'm white. I got a couple Khaled songs in there. I added Ernest Locals Only album in there. Just ch- really chul, chul, bro. I can't talk. Jewel. Really, really chill <laughs> songs as post. Anyway, but back to the album. There, uh, there's a lot of action. Honestly, like a lot of these songs are just nice chill songs that you can have in the background. But there's a couple of them that I actually love to intentionally listen to, and it's not because the lyrics. Most of it's because this the. The instrumental. Um, let me think. It's track eight on Pacifico. Um, it's called "Feels the Same." And it, it has a feature. It's this this guy who, who's his artist name is Public Library Commute. <laughs> and it's literally because I want to shake that man's library. I want to shake that man's hand. <laughs> it's actually it's a pretty cool name. Um, but the song feels the same. Uh, I I encourage everybody to give it a listen because the first half of it is about I think it's yeah it's about four and a half minutes long. Two minutes in, you, the beat completely switches up, and it's like a, the second half of the song is completely different, and I love it. I love Sicko mode is that you? It's, it's one of my favorite songs that I've found this year, and I'm not even kidding. It's just let me let me see. Yeah, it's about like the two minute. 10 second mark it's it's so good i you have to hear it but it, it's like it it's like almost like this musical journey it's like a it's almost like the story of emotion I, I know i'm getting super deep with this but i actually genuinely think this song is like really really good even though the lyrics are not like super super deep yeah the music makes you feel bro look if you surface is high some feel, bro if you, for example, if you dislike Sunday Best, you are the fun police. That's a great yeah, I song. Bet David, not David. Why I call you David? <laughs> I bet jaded. I like that. Best. I think we. I st- I think we stick with David. <laughs> David just called jaded David for the. <laughs> Evan said, I "Like that. I, I like that." <laughs> I like that. Where's the Garth <laughs> clip? The Garth I clip. Probably, I like that. I probably that. should mention, because I'm sure there's some Thomas Rhett stands that are aware of this, but Thomas Rhett has a feature on this album, on the deluxe version of this album. He does. Uh, called Say La Vie. I think I briefly mentioned this in my Thomas Rhett video where I said it's yes, funny actually, that the, I remember you. the song I like most from Thomas Rhett was a feature with Surfaces, which I yeah. only found surfing Thomas's discography, and I was like, wait, what? He did a song with Surfaces? Yeah, it was actually, it's actually pretty decent. Pretty good. And also on their deluxe album, they have a song called "Sheesh," and they they, ever, they sheesh at the end. No, they don't. They do, and it's actually, it's actually pretty good. No, no, no. Oh, they hold it for. Her. Uh, it's just like a quick. It's at the very, very end. It's like it's 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 like 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 you know how at the end of a song when like you kind of hear like the band like talking and like laughing in the background. Yeah. Yeah, that's what. It so was. they did. They didn't sheesh. hold a nice thirty second. No, sheesh. it's not like they didn't. They didn't auto tune a sheesh in like the middle of the song and like hold it. For, like, <laughs> Twenty seconds now, but this it's a really good album, honestly. 
I didn't hear also, anything. Also, what? Surfaces. I didn't hear the sheesh. When is it? What? I went to the end of sheesh and didn't hear anything. There should be one. Like the last 20 seconds. It's a Spotify exclusive. <laughs> oh, wait, my bad. It's at the very beginning. My bad, my bad, my bad. Just play it from the very beginning. My bad. I, I, I said in. This shouldn't exist. <laughs> it's just a fun little thing, bro. It's funny. It's meant to it's meant to be dumb. Anyway, uh real quick before Evan does his and we start to wrap up the pod. Um there in my opinion, their uh album art is kind of unmatched just with their genre it totally fits their music style that's fair like, that's very fair and it's so the consistent vibes of their album art is pretty pretty good i love it yeah anyway um check them out uh specifically chill out chill out oh my goodness i need sleep chill check out. out feels the same all right evan cool well i have an album from an artist I'm very passionate about, and I've thought about uh, bringing a few times, but I haven't because, and I thought about bringing it in place of Pierce Edens. So Pierce Edens was like a last second change because he ended up delaying the release. So I was like, well, frick me. Or no, sorry, not delaying the release. Um, he announced the release of his next album. So I was like, well, I'm not going to bring his first one if his next one's coming out in like a week. I'll just talk about the new one. And I will. And so it is from an artist called, called named J.W. Toby, um, a.k.a. Josiah, who I gave, uh, I posted his thing on my Instagram a few days ago saying, look at all these artists dropping on the same day. And... Josiah is a guy that I have met. I know him. I've known him for a few years. Um, he's like 25-ish. Anyways, he's one of the coolest guys I've ever met. Um, <laughs> and he has put out two albums this year. Uh, he kind of he just travels all around Canada playing music. And he put out two albums this year. The first one was Long Way Home which was in April of 2021. And then he put out a new one uh, just this past week called All Yours. Um, Very brief album, All Yours. Well, both are very brief. Um, How long is Long Way Home? Long Way Home is 10 songs and 32 minutes. Uh, All Yours is 9 songs and 26 minutes. But like, So very approachable listens, but he packs a punch. And definitely threw some curveballs on all yours and i i've talked to him and he said he wanted to try and incorporate some more uh more full band stuff on all yours so um long way home is what i would classify as like like alternative indie folk a lot of acoustic guitars a lot of reverb um some pianos and then there's a few songs with some some nice slapping percussion and electrics. Uh, but overall, it's like folk music. And then, so he came out with his new album, All Yours, 
And I was kind of expecting him. He started in this like alternative route. And I was expecting more folk because he was transitioning there. And then he almost, it's almost like indie pop on this new album, All Yours. And he really hits the nail on the head. Um, but I, I still think my favorites are the most like folky moments, uh, Blue Eyes and Who We Are. If you're going to listen to one song from this album, let it be Blue Eyes. Um, it's unreal. But also little interludes like See You Soon, which is like a minute and a half long. Honestly, in terms of like beauty, musical beauty, this year, it's like Tilt Your Chair Back, Flatline Cavalry, 24 by Kanye. And then this, like See You Soon. It's just that freaking beautiful. So he's very small, uh, but he's one of the coolest guys ever. What was his name again? Sorry. Uh, his stage name, J.W. Toby. Jaded actually looks dead. <laughs> <laughs> he genuinely looks like he's died. Um, but yeah, be sure to check him out. I think a lot of viewers of this channel might like, especially his first album, which is a lot more instrumental. Um, his second album, like I said, some curveballs with some synths, some stuff like that. But um, yeah. I think both are very strong quality over quantity listens, being very short. And Blue Eyes is one I want you to check out. So, yeah. Um, I think that brings us to the end. This felt very short, but at the same time, we've been recording for, like, well over an hour. So, yeah. Right. Fancy, schmancy. Oh. Episode 11 of the podcast in the books hope you enjoyed it if you're watching this on youtube be sure to comment what you thought if you're listening to this feel free to go to the youtube and comment what you thought or just comment dm harder. us on instagram let us comment know what you're thinking you ever have before what i said comment harder than you ever have before <laughs> that do that <laughs> and <laughs> on t any last thoughts before i officially close it off i love you guys I want you to know that. I want to get married to every one of you. <laughs> Jaded's exhausted. No, All I right. was specifically talking to you two. Oh. Oh. Us. Thank us. you. <laughs> well, I hope you all have a great day. Signing off for now. Hey, Until next episode. Adios.